She's on the money. She's on the money. <laughs> Hello and welcome to She's on the Money, the podcast for millennials who want financial freedom. Welcome back to another one of our Friday drinks episodes from lockdown once again, where we get to celebrate (laughs) the money wins from our She's on the Money community. As we all know, there are heaps, literally hundreds, and I would almost say thousands of money wins shared in our community each and every single week. And now is the time for us to make them shine. So Tony, before we jump into the wins this week, can you tell us what happened on Monday's Money Diary. Our Money Diarist this week shared her journey from coming from South America to Australia and um, how she's got limitations on how much she can work um, on her visa while while she's in Oz um, and just talked about kind of some ways that you can try and get through the visa process if it's something you're looking into or you've done it before. I think it was a really good one because we had quite a few messages of people saying they related to that or they'd looked at moving overseas or moving to Australia and had kind of been through a a similar process and I think it was a nice different one that um, got a lot of people in in the heart because she could only work a few hours a week and stuff and even though she used to earn like an exorbitant amount of money per year USD then moving here can only work 20 hours a week so yeah it was a really good one. Super insightful, hey, into something that obviously I personally have never experienced. I found that diary really interesting. In my course at Melbourne Uni, we have lots of international students and Mm -hmm. same thing. You kind of just assume like, oh, you can do a summer internship and they're like, oh, but we're not allowed to work more than 20 hours a week. So it's pretty hard to, even though it's for four weeks of the year, they're still like not allowed to do it. And a lot of students will work crazy hours in the uni breaks so mm-hmm. then they can, st- but they can't do that because of that 20 hour limit. So it actually is pretty inflexible and it makes it really tricky. So, um, yeah, I, I hear lots of stories like that and it was great to get a bit more insight on Monday. It's so nice that our community want to share that stuff with us too, because that's, that's something that they didn't have to take the time to share. Like it was an mm. arduous story. Like it was hard to tell, like there's a lot of parts to it. And like, I think that Tony and I really appreciated the intricacy of the story as well, because we got to understand like, well, how did you make money and what were you earning before? And what are you earning now? And it was just like, wow, she's achieved so much. And from my perspective, I've only ever learned about international students just by, you know, being with them in class and like having chats and you're not going to turn to your like peers and go, Hey Ryan, how do you afford uni? Like, that's no, I do not that. Something- is that rude? Is that something oh. I shouldn't be doing? <laughs> no, you totally. Of all people, you'd get away with it. But it's just not something that I'd had the conversation about. And I just feel like that's a really special position to be in, to be given the intricate details to go, wow, that actually would be such a struggle. Yeah, and also to hear that she has to pay for all of her uni up front but has to keep doing courses to keep her visa, you know, legitimate and it was just it was really interesting because I mean I never had to go through any of that and it was just quite an eye-opening story so it was nice to hear that the community really resonated with it as well yeah 
I loved it. And you know what else I loved? Wednesday's episode. So, Jess, what happened on Wednesday? On Wednesday, you and George spoke all about teaching kids about money because we've kind of come to this place where our community has learned so much ourselves and we know that a huge portion of our community have families or nieces or nephews or brothers and sisters that they Mm want to pass that information on to. But obviously, it's a little more challenging to scale it back so that it's consumable for a child. So we spoke about a few different ways that you can kind of teach the value of money and saving and there's a really good three we post a wrap of the podcast every week in the Facebook group and we ask for people to share their own suggestions of how they've taught their kids and there were some really, really great ideas on there as well. Mm. Um, And it pairs nicely because quite a while ago now we actually did an episode on investing for kids and that's something else that kind of comes up hand in hand. But there's no point necessarily investing if you don't teach your kids the value of money, at least that's kind of how I feel because you can lead a horse to water, you can't make it drink. And, you know, it's awesome that people want to put together these great portfolios and set their kids up. But if they don't understand the value of what you're essentially gifting them, you know, is that a little bit, you know, over their heads or wasted? So it's really mm-hmm. cool to see these people taking the steps and taking the time to make sure that the next generation is going to be so educated and they're going to be so aware and hopefully able to build themselves these really amazing lives that we all dream of. Hopefully. And I think that that was my favorite part of the episode because a lot of learning actually comes from our own experiences and us Mm -hmm. actually being really good at money because kids, and I've said this um, probably a million times before, but they learn through your actions. Mm -hmm. So you could sit them down or I could sit my niece and nephew down and be like, all right, Oscar, Georgia, are you ready? This is what compound interest is. Like, I know you're two (laughs) and four, but that is not the point. What you're going to do is learn about compound interest. And this is how to evaluate an ETF. And this is what an index portfolio is. And I think it's one of those things where it's not about sitting them down and necessarily teaching them, but rather leading by example and showing them what that means and involving them in the household budgeting and grocery shopping and teaching them what Mm -hmm. money actually looks like. So from my perspective, it's a lot of, yeah, cool, let's teach kids about money, but it's also a little bit of a kick in the bottom to go, you need to actually get your stuff together because they're going to learn your habits. Yeah. So moving on, every week, Ryan, you tell us your favorite money wins from the She's on the Money community. So what have you got for us this week? All right. First of all, coming up, there's a there's fake news in these money wins. <laughs> all right, uh, Donald Trump. Fake news. That <laughs> is not what news. the She's on the Money community is about, yeah, Ryan. Someone, I know, and I hate to point it out, but someone's lying to us, and <gasps> I'll get to that soon. Uh, first of all, Jenna, she said this morning was the first morning in eight years that I've woken up to zero balance on both my and my husband's credit card. So, well done. That's so exciting. Yep. She said they've been in debt for eight years, but in the last 20 months, they've really knuckled down and made a really conscious effort. And today was that day. They woke up zero, zero, clean slate. Well done to Jenna and her husband. That's pretty impressive. Now, I've had a few of these recently and... If you don't ask, you don't get. We've always talked about this. Emma said, I've been annoying my boss and operations manager with all my research on why I deserve a 5K pay rise. Well, today, not only did I get one, but they doubled it and gave me an extra $10,000, which is nearly 21%, and they backdated it to the start of the financial year when we started having these conversations. What? I love that. That is awesome. That is huge. How exciting. Also, props to you on having the confidence to put something together and pitch it. I love that. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Now, 
This is pretty crazy, actually. Vanessa said, I woke up this morning and randomly remembered I bought stock six months ago. And I haven't looked at it, I haven't checked, totally forgot about it. So she picked up her phone and learned that the stock had risen 250%. What? And you were watching that like a hawk? Well, it's funny you mentioned Hawk because I said, tell me more. The stock is called Metal Hawk. What? And I looked it up on Monday. It was worth, just this Monday, it was worth about 19 cents a share. And I just checked before, it's up to 80 cents. So even this week, it's gone from 19 to 80. So, Vanessa, Ooh, my gosh. well done. A delicious surprise. How exciting <laughs> for her. Uh, um, Joe, so tell me if this is a thing. Joe purchased... It's not vanilla, but it looks like vanilla. V a a l i a yogurt. Is that a thing? Or am I? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Not vanilla. <laughs> All right. Uh, and she entered the code to win a, a Garmin watch. Apparently, you know, it's one of those enter the code, see if you win. Um, she said, I assumed it was a you go into the draw, but it turns out there's an instant winner every hour. And she oh. won a Garmin Venu SQ Music Edition watch valued at $429. What a awesome. Speaking of winning, um, has McDonald's Monopoly got anybody yet? Because Ooh. No, but we all know I it's getting it. you, Jess. <laughs> I love it. Um, I haven't won anything, but I've put on a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> <It's- laughs> I actually have gotten to the level of like, crazy where i'm joining facebook groups to try and no. <laughs> jessica <laughs> ricky tell me you've gone crazy in lockdown, lockdown without killing me <laughs> all right can i suggest a thread for next week and we'll, for next week's money wins mm-hmm. what have you won from mcdonald's monopoly or just what have you won in general no what have you won from mcdonald's monopoly okay like, let's I go i want to hear like the yep. specifics of how that worked and what was going on because every year we all spend thousands of dollars and 15 kilos of our own into this and who is actually coming out on top. Yeah, have you tried, This out. is off topic, but have you guys watched McMillions, the oh. documentary it's all about so how good. the corrupt world of McDonald's Monopoly? It's really? amazing. It's so I think good. It's on, I think it's on Binge and Little Money Win. Uh, I'm pretty sure that if you're with Telstra, you're eligible for like three months of Binge at a time and stuff like that. So if you're a Telstra Plus member definitely have a look into that because you can get some free binge and watch mcmillions because it's amazing i'm gonna go watch that that i'm not gonna win the outdoor barbecue is that where this conversation what do you even want a barbecue for jessica i cannot imagine you using one we use our barbecue all the time jess no judgment it's like the australian dream that wasn't judgment (laughs) yep no, because I thought the same. I was like, I'll never use a barbecue, like maybe once a year if we have friends over and we cook like sausages or something. But we actually use it all the time. It's very handy. We want to get the Weber pizza stone. Oh, oh is that a she's thing? fancy. She's yeah, that is nice. Yeah, thanks. I'll have to I find think a good deal on that. Because yeah, of I the pro- because of the price of property, the Australian dream has been reduced from owning a house <laughs> to owning a barbecue. <laughs> You're now like, I'll settle for the barbecue. <laughs> it's really fancy. It's like a whole kitchen suite. But anyway, back on topic, Ryan. What was the next one? We support uh, you, Jessica. Next week, let us know what Monopoly tile things you need and we'll put a call out <laughs> to the community. Yep. We're going to get this barbecue for you, my love. Just like we got you a cat. Yeah, remember we'll, we'll the time we got you a cat? <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Are you ready to hear about the liar that is Tanisha? Please. Oh, Tanisha, We're coming for under a bus already. Tanisha is lying to all of us. This is fake news. I don't believe a word she said. 
Wait, hold on. Is this you don't believe it or it is legitimate fake news? I don't believe it. (laughs) Okay, what was Tanisha's win? Tanisha claims that she asked her gym to cancel her membership and they did it. (laughs) And I think we can all agree that is bullshit because that doesn't happen. So bad luck, good try, Tanisha. Um, Bailey, now Bailey, this is a, a massive money win. She was on the public wait list to get a breast reduction and she was almost about to give up because she was on the wait list for so long. Oh. So she met with, you know, the, the went the private route that you have to pay for, $15,000. And she was just about to fork out the cash, but then she got the call from the public wait list oh, and I can confirm gosh. that she is currently – um, just recovering because she's had the surgery done. Everything oh went well. Oh, and so she's messaging, like I said, resting up. And she said, $15,000 saved. That's a lot of money I can spend on new bras and new clothes to go with my new boobs. So congratulations. True. Maybe a barbecue. queen. <laughs> yeah, maybe a barbecue. <laughs> a boobacue. <laughs> a boobacue. <laughs> that is uh, not what we are grilling. <laughs> and the final money win this week is from Melanie. She said, I started a DIY graphic design business called Canva, and this week it's worth $40 billion. Hashtag money win. Well done, Mel. <laughs> Congratulations. Did she post that? I love that. Mel Perkins. Great work, mate. Congratulations. Nice That's little side funny. hustle story just to spice us <laughs> up on the Friday. So. Is she in – what? Is she in our community? No, I think it might be a little joke. Oh, okay. I was like, surely not. If every single person in our group had $100 million each, they still wouldn't be worth collectively as much as Mel Perkins, oh who started gosh. her business seven years ago. And if that Perth. doesn't tell you to just give it a crack. Like, give it a crack, it. guys. Oh, Jess, that is so inspirational. <laughs> yeah, if you want to start a $40 billion business, go for it. If you want a barbecue, go for it. Live your <laughs> truth, everyone. Go for it. You guys can leave me alone Okay, now. but to, to go back to her for a hot second, she also came out earlier this week and said that her and her business partner are actually planning on donating 30% of that income, That's which awesome. is crazy. And you often don't see people with such wealth making such public declarations with such high percentages of profit that's going to go to charity. Like we know that Bill Gates donates a lot and we're always like, oh my gosh, how philanthropic, but it's literally less than 1% of his worth. So I think it's one of those things where you're like, wow, wow, 30%? That's like huge. that is huge and something that we absolutely should be celebrating. What a legend. Well done. Out of Perth that started and now Woo-hoo! one of the biggest tech companies in the world. So her congratulations. Her bedroom in Perth as well. It wasn't just like Ooh. a little tech company. She was doing it in her bedroom. And that's what they say. They go Mel Perkins, then they go Tony Lodge. It's like the same breath. Both put eggs out of Perth. <laughs> Jumping straight back in, Tony, you haven't stopped talking about Christmas this week. Why? So this week we've crossed a huge milestone. It is less than 100 days till Christmas. I'm so excited. I know. Well, of course Jess is excited. Jess's house is probably already decorated. I was looking at Christmas trees online this week. So 100 days till Christmas, which means it's only 14 weeks away. And I know what you're thinking. It's September. We've got ages, but you actually don't have ages. So (laughs) I've done- Tony with the hard-hitting truth. You don't have ages. You don't (laughs) have ages. It's going to come round in the blink of an eye. We all know it. It happens every year. (laughs) It happens every year, yet I am never more prepared. (laughs) 
<laughs> if you're paid monthly, it's only three paydays. If you're oh, paid, that's even scarier. If you're paid fortnightly, it's six. So it's actually like we need to be thinking about it if you're one of those people who was not prepared. Like, yeah, just with the time. You start planning what you're getting me for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, now that you mention it, what we've done, Jess and I got together, we did some calculations before jumping on today, and we figured out how much extra you need to save for an extra $500 thousand dollars two and a half thousand dollars and five thousand dollars for that extra money for christmas genius so can we can we get into the nitty-gritty of it how much so is this per week saving or per month how have you guys calculated this i did per week and per fortnight oh check you out okay so if you would like an extra five hundred dollars for Christmas, you need to save $36 a week or $72 a fortnight. That's pretty good. Not bad. So, I mean, an extra $500, depending on if you, who you have to buy for, how much you plan on, you know, spending on lunch and things like that, I think an extra $500 would do wonders for people at Christmas. Absolutely, Absolutely. it would. And it's always the small stuff that adds up. And last year we did an episode on this, and I am sure that with Jessica on our team this year, we are going to have an abundance of Christmas episodes coming up. <laughs> but we wait. spoke about all of those incidental costs at mm-hmm. Christmas time. So it's the extra bottle of wine that you take because you're going to your friend's house for dinner and it's the chockies that you buy to make sure that you're, you've got a gift to give somebody mm-hmm. and it's the cost of all the additional things that you've got to buy to have people over to host like the napkins and the cups and the plates and mm-hmm. even the food is obviously expensive but 500 bucks that would do wonders mm-hmm. so i also worked out how much you would need to save t- to have an extra thousand dollars and that's you know that's a lot of money so that would that would be seventy two dollars per week or one hundred and forty three dollars a fortnight. But so not I, too unreasonable because a lot of people are going to spend that amount come Christmas time. So this is kind of like taking the sting out of it in a way. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people is probably this is probably when the more organized people would start thinking about saving for Christmas. I know I do my Christmas shopping if I ever actually do Christmas shopping. It's literally always on Christmas Eve or the day before. Like I Same. my house is always decorated and it, all of that, but I do Christmas actual present shopping, you know, 2 days before and all the food, you can only do that 2 days before. How do you and- live with that anxiety? Yeah, I'm, I'm living with anxiety a lot, so <laughs> it's just, you know, yeah. it's like challenge mode. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I like that. So, so what if, if we need more than that? Okay, so if you wanted an extra $2,500, which is, oh, pretty good gifts for your mates, $179 per week or $358 a fortnight, which, you know, that's a lot of money for people to put away. I don't know a lot of people that could put away $180 a week on top of probably what they're already spending or putting away for, you know, their bills and fun money and all of that kind of thing. But to have an extra $2,500 at Christmas, if you needed it, you know, if you're buying gifts for your kids and you wanted to spoil them or if you were hoping to go away for the weekend or something like that, you know, you might need a little bit extra in the kitty. 
a lot of people are traveling at that time of year. And I feel like it's something you forget. Like it's the petrol to drive three hours, mm-hmm. you know, down the coast to see your family. Or like if you're road tripping it, you need to get lunch on the way. Like there's all those little things as well. And mm. like a two and a half, extra two and a half grand like would make a big difference. Yeah. It's also nice to know that this is how much I could save. So it's not necessarily saying you have to save this so that you spend it. Like maybe you want another two grand before the end of the year. Or maybe mm-hmm. you haven't been as strict on your savings. Things, or maybe you want to do it, but you actually don't have that cash flow. So you've got more than enough time to do a Jessica Ricci and really hustle that up and maybe sell some things. And like your goal oh, is yeah. then like 180 or 200 bucks a week to make sure that that goal is met, which is obviously much easier than waiting till Christmas Eve to do your shopping and work out where the budget's <laughs> coming from. But that could be a fun end of the year challenge for yourself if you wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And this is a bit of a crazy one, but I thought it is, again, just a really good demonstrator of how you break the money down and actually doesn't seem as out of control. If you wanted an extra $5,000 for Christmas, $358 per week or $715 a fortnight, which is not doable for most people, myself included. (laughs) I don't think there are many people that could do that. But when you break it down, it's it's actually pretty doable to think and it about, you know, that's seem as much. You said five grand. I by the end of the year, I'd be like, that's heaps. But like, as much as three hundred and fifty bucks a week is a lot of money. Like, if that's in your capacity, it doesn't feel like as much as five grand does. I don't know. Hmm. And I know that I spend money like here and there, spend a little bit of money here or yeah, you grab fuel or buy something for yourself and it doesn't feel like much, but a lot of $20 transactions adds up to heaps of cash. Yeah. Um, so it might be the difference between, you know, having a nice dress to wear on Christmas day versus, you know, getting a few McDonald's Monopoly tokens. (laughs) (laughs) How much do you guys actually spend on Christmas? Like what's reasonable? Because we just went through that and we're like, here's an Mm. extra $500. Also, here's extra five grand. I would never spend five grand at Christmas. I know families do and that's cool. But like what's reasonable for a gift, Tony, Jess and Ryan? It really depends on the person. Like the amount of money that I, like my partner and I are big on Christmas and I know it kind of goes two ways with partners. Either you just really don't care or you just want to make something, you know, really sentimental and not spend any money or you like to go all out. And mm-hmm. um, our partnership, like <laughs> if you couldn't tell, I love special occasions and I love Christmas. <laughs> and it's just something like as a kid, you know, we were a single income family and it was always the time of year that we really went all out and my parents mm-hmm. worked really hard and they absolutely were putting like 50 bucks away a fortnight or something um to have that money at Christmas and so that's something that I still feel as an adult is I'm like I'm pretty tight on my budget throughout the year and Christmas all bets are off um, <laughs> that's really special gesture that, though, that yeah, you've like taken cool. that through your life yeah so I even with that being said I don't think it would be all that much than like maybe five to seven hundred which is still a lot of money five to seven hundred dollars is heaps of money um but that would be gifts for like and I don't do gifts for everybody it's kind of my really close friend group um like family and my partner and then like I 
Well, I'm grouping you guys in with my friends, but like colleagues, Aww, I suppose. Did you see but... that, Tony Ryan? We're friends with Jess. Hmm. Didn't feel like <laughs> yeah. it. It doesn't feel <laughs> very forced. I'm taking very it. Forced. I'm taking it. Run with it. Jess. It's a big, aster- <laughs> big asterisk on there from Jessica Ricky. Yeah. It's gifts, a little decorating budget, and then, yeah, like a little extra buffer for like wine or chocolate or like just incidental things like that. But for me, it would definitely be like five to seven hundred ish which feels like a lot of money but it, it adds it up is. so quickly right it really is and that's the thing we're like oh like 500 isn't a lot but like i definitely want to recognize that that is so much money yeah, yeah absolutely um for us like so both my boyfriend and i's families in perth and a few years ago we went to perth for christmas and it was definitely around the five or six thousand dollar mark oh my yeah you know for flights, flights to yeah. get over there totally. um you know staying somewhere and then also you're seeing so many more people so you're yeah. buying presents for that's a lot heaps of, of people buy. rather than when we're in melbourne it's just the two of us we might buy something small for each other and then we normally do like a big orphan Christmas lunch with like our friends that live here that don't have family oh, that's and really um, sweet. which we love so it's closer to the $500 mark and we might do like a Kris Kringle or something for $100 so ours is probably closer to 500 and for us the $72 a fortnight is extremely doable yeah yeah um, I, we, Bridget and I never buy each other presents yeah um, and wouldn't spend I don't think I'd buy any presents at Christmas and the only thing that we'd spend money on would be like, you know, $20 for like the office Kris Kringle maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it might be, and I'd, it just occurred to me how wanky I probably sound sometimes, but we would spend a little bit of money just making sure that like we had a really nice big roast and a, a nice yeah. bottle of wine yeah, for lunch yeah, yeah. on Christmas Day. So for us, it would literally just be food. food. <laughs> food. <Yeah. laughs> and that's it. And uh, oh, actually, now that when you mention that, my friends have a – an orphan Christmas on Christmas night, which is everyone who doesn't have family around just gets together and we usually take it. It's almost like a joke present and I always get a bucket of shots, which everyone, <laughs> whoever gets that one, always hates it and as soon as they open it, they're like, damn it, Ryan! <laughs> <laughs> but I kind I of like, love oh. that because it's the trashiest gift and I'm sure it's not there by the end of the night. <laughs> I, it, it doesn't last very long at all. It's always, uh, it's one of those, it's always hated, but it's, as you said, V, doesn't seem to last very long. <laughs> so. Where do you think you sit, Victoria? I know you've got like a, a big family and you I all do. love to gift give. and Yeah, we're all, I feel like my family's really, really generous, but we over the years have realized that it's not feasible for everybody to buy presents. So I'll buy presents for my parents, my sister and my partner, like non-negotiable. And in all honesty, I'll probably spend about a hundred dollars each gift, which Mm -hmm. for my parents feels like a lot, but I really like doing that because I feel like I can get my dad a few new t-shirts and like some nice stuff from country road. And he always likes that. I can treat mom, I can treat my sister. And then Steve and I don't go like all out with gifts, but I would end up spending maybe a hundred dollars on him. And then on the family side of things, we actually do Kris Kringles. So I'll get one present that I have to buy with a $50 limit for my side for like the bigger family. Mm -hmm. And then on Steve's side, we'll get, you know, a Kris Kringle uh, about, I can't remember, I think it's between $50 and $100 limit for presents for his side. And then um, one person, and then we'll usually buy the kids some small stuff. So it might Mm. be, you know, coloring books or something. But in the last two years, we've actually implemented a homemade 
handmade or secondhand gift rule for the kids. So it has to be under 50 bucks and it has to be homemade, handmade or secondhand. Oh, I love that. That's really nice. What have you handmade, V? What's your Um, go-to? Oh, I haven't handmade anything, but last year, and this was actually so funny and also so awkward because it ended up in a really big argument with Steve and I. I found on Gumtree or Facebook Marketplace, can't remember, um, a kid's kitchen. And this kid's kitchen was like a pottery barn one, was probably like 350 bucks to begin with. And it came with all the cups, all the plates, the little kettle, like oh, all yeah, the additional so things that they'd put in there for 40 bucks. And this Perfect. thing was in Fitzroy, right? So we called the guy. He was like, yep, come pick it up. Mate, my daughter has it in her room. She's too old for it now. Um, she just wanted to give it to a kid that would actually use it because it was hard for her to separate from it. So like we, we're glad that, you know, a little girl and a little boy are getting it. So we were stoked, but we got there and I said to Steve, and you guys know that my car is tiny. I was like, no, nah, it'll fit in the back. It's a kid's kitchen. Um, turns out it <laughs> won't fit in the back. And so we got to this guy's place, got the kitchen down from his apartment, you know, standing out the front trying to get in the car. No bueno. Wasn't going to happen. So on it pretty much was Christmas Eve. Steve's wearing an ugly Christmas jumper because we were <laughs> about to go to a, a friend's Christmas drinks. And he's standing in Fitzroy. He's like, you're going to have to go home, switch to my car because he's got a relatively large car and drive back so we can take this thing home. So he had to sit at like 6 or 7 p.m. Christmas Eve on the street street in Fitzroy in an ugly Christmas jumper with this kid's kitchen looking like he was putting dibs on hard rubbish. So (laughs) it's just really good. Um, And now he won't let me live that down and we have learned to always take his, his car to pick things up. (laughs) <laughs> you would be shocked though what you can fit in the back of a small car as a driver who has a Kia Rio who formerly had a Nissan Micra um I would love to know I feel like maybe we have too many threads though this week already but what have you fit in the back of your small car because I got an entire <laughs> Ikea couch in my micro once <laughs> did you Jess the, the greatest the greatest radio talk topic I've ever done was what did you fit in a hatchback? And it is wild shit. And Jess, I'm all for it. Please continue. What have you got? Has anyone seen that picture of the man standing on Exhibition Street in the city trying to get a couch into his two door? Like it's actually hilarious. Was it I'm Jess? Find is it it. A no, no, Jess? no, they weren't blonde. <laughs> um, you know what? If there is a will, there is a way. Is my belief. Um, I don't okay. care how small the car is. Obviously, you guys just weren't trying hard enough. <laughs> Okay, so we've got two threads that you guys can expect to see today. Um, What have you won from McDonald's Monopoly and what have you fit in a hatchback? She's on the money, bringing the educated content to the people. All right, well, very quickly, do you guys have any wins or confessions that you want to share? I've got one of the dumbest wins you'll ever hear. I've got a really good one. And Jess, if you've got a good or a bad one. I have a, it should have been a win and it turned into a loss. All right. Well, you can go first. Then Ryan, you can tell us yours and I will bring us out on a high. Great. I love it. Um, So, Cotton On, this time last week, there must have been an error in their back end because they had 30% off site-wide and then someone posted and was like, these two coupon codes also apply. So it was like an additional 40% off, meaning you basically got 70% off of your card. Money win. Huge. I had two Should pairs have been, of- apparently. 
two pairs of jeans that have been sitting in my car on cotton on for ages that I was kind mm-hmm. of waiting for them to go on sale. Um, I was like, amazing. I wanted them. I've been sitting on the purchase. What better time to get them? So I go to check out and then I'm like, oh, you know what? 70% off is so good. I'm just going to have a little browse of the site oh, um, I can see what's to happened. see what else I want to buy. So one, I'm looking to buy things that I wasn't planning on buying, which goes against everything that we do say and teach. Um, <laughs> and do as we say, not as we do, guys. Exactly. Especially in this situation because the problem was that I browsed, I added unnecessary things to my cart. I probably spent like an extra 20 minutes just cruising around. By the time I went to check out, someone had obviously realized what was going on and the coupon codes no longer applied. I was riding this high of endorphins and just crashed straight down to earth. Oh, that's Did you the buy worst. the stuff anyway? I didn't. I was like, you oh, know <laughs> Good. Good job. You didn't even get the jeans. They remain in the cart. They remain in the cart waiting for a really good deal. But oh, no. should have been a win, should not have been greedy. Uh, we- it turned out as a loss. I feel that that would be really painful. Hopefully next week you can tell us one of your Monopoly card wins. <laughs> I can't wait to win the barbecue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jess is going to get the barbecue. We're going to get an update on the tiles that she needs to collect. We've got her. We've got you, Jess. The These barbecue and an extra win. 10 kilos. Um, but no cost is too high. <laughs> yeah, no cost is too high. Ryan, what was your confession this week? Well, it's, it's, it's a win... Let me just explain and you can tell me if it's a winner or a loss. All right. So, in my contract at work, I get my phone bill and like an internet like allowance sort of thing. Like I get a little nice. extra bit of money to cover that. Yeah. And so, when I started this job at, at KISS, the radio station at the start of the year, I thought I like set something up so the, the phone bill kind of pays, it comes in my pay or whatever. It turns out, that's not the case oh, and no. I haven't been getting paid this. And I was like, oh, what an idiot. And they said, yeah, if you just fill out this form, we'll backdate it to the start of the year. So even though it's my money anyway, I'm about to get, what is it, September? Nine or ten months worth of all these little allowances oh, in one lump sum. That's so it's awesome. Like, it's really good news now. It's like dumb me the whole time for not doing it. I mean, it's my money, <laughs> so it's not like I've got this money, but I'm going to get a little bit of a windfall in next pay round. Ryan, who doesn't actually spend any money at Christmas, is going to be turbocharged on his Christmas savings. Your Christmas nice. fund. Nice. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The yeah, CEO of Bucket Shots Proprietary Limited is rubbing <laughs> his hands together. Look out. <laughs> I can't think of anything worse. When you say bucket of shots, you mean the ones- It's bucket O shots. Okay, sorry. Bucket O shots. You're talking about those ones that have the two sides, like the little cowboy one. And peel the lid off. Yeah, it'll be like- Yeah, it'll be one side will be like a milky liqueur and the other one's like a lime-flavoured Freddo cordial. Maybe if bucket O shots are interested in sponsoring- No, no, that's okay. No, that's all right. Slide into our DM. I went into a bottle store and the guy- who worked at the Bottle O, I asked for them and he's, he look, he looked me up and down and then was like, we don't sell those. And I was like, okay, do you know where that does? And he goes, I believe they were banned in the state of Victoria for being so disgusting. <laughs> what audacity. Doesn't he know who you think you are? He doesn't know who I think I am, but he knows who I think I am now because I told him. I, to- I said, mate, I am a loyal bucket of shotter and I will not cop this attitude from you or your establishment. Honestly, you deserve to be sponsored by them. Anybody who knows the bucket of shot CEO, please reach out. We've got a really big influencer for you. <laughs> 
Alright, V, wrap this up whilst you win. Oh my gosh, it's a she's on the money win. The community did it for me, guys. So earlier this week, someone in our she's on the money community posted about a Paramount glitch. Now, I know this person posted because they DM'd me on Instagram first to be like, V, this is right up your alley. Like, this is a money win if ever I saw one. And I was like, posted in the group. So they <laughs> did. But essentially, there was a glitch on Paramount, which is essentially a streaming service like Netflix or Stan. And the glitch was that you could sign up to their trial and then you could go into your settings and pay for a yearly subscription for $6 instead Ooh. of the like $100 it's meant to be for a year subscription just because they had messed it up. So I went ahead. I gave it a crack. I spent my $6 and now I have a year's worth of Paramount Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And even if you don't use it, it's only cost you $6. 50 cents you a month, abs- guys. <laughs> you absolutely will use it because you know what's on there? The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, my Hill. gosh. There is so much trash on there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, <laughs> uh, Jess. What was it? What show was that, Jessica? The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Is that on there? Oh my god, yes, I'm sold. It's on there, and it's got all the other trashy stuff you would find on Foxtel, like oh. Teen Mum and Catfish and Catfish. The um, oh, the MTV stuff. Yeah, yes. it's all so trash. Good. It is so good. And in lockdown, this is the joy I needed. Anyway, yeah. before I give away too many of my dirty TV watching habits, I think we should wrap the show. Like, I think we just <laughs> need to leave. With Can I give habits. one final piece of advice? All right, what is it? I found the owner of the Bucket O Shots. It is platinumliquor.com.au. They sell online, and uh, I'll be hunting down their CEO for next week's episode. I'm I'm (laughs) going to get in contact with them and let them know that I am the broker of Ryan's influencer deals. Um, So (laughs) let's, let's head off. Thank you for listening again this week. We hope you enjoyed it. But as always, just before we head off, we'd like to acknowledge and pay respect to Australia's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. They're the traditional custodians of the lands, the waterways and the skies all across Australia. We thank you for sharing and for caring for the land on which we are able to learn. We pay our respects to elders past and present and we share our friendship and our kindness. The advice shared on She's on the Money is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. She's on the Money exists purely for educational purposes and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. And we promise Victoria Devine is an authorised representative of Australia Pacific Funds Management, Proprietary Limited, ABN 34132463257, AFSL 339151. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.